Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today, I am joined by two awesome, not only pro players, but tennis content creators. That's such a trendy word. Gladiators Tennis, (laughs) welcome. Thanks for joining me today. I actually want you guys to introduce each other. So introduce the other one. Yeah, so this is Ari, my very close friend, also a partner on court and partner on YouTube. (laughs) Mainly a comedian, then tennis player. (laughs) Uh, Just overall a great dude. (laughs) Wow, that's a good intro. Now, now I don't want to do heels because I don't know how to do it better. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna be honest. Just, just a fabulous dude, you know. Just, the, just the perfect dude. Grisha is, uh, <laughs> of course, the one more once again a close friend of mine, and yeah, with a lot of uh, how you say bright ideas. That's where all this project came from. We're gonna talk about that too. But yeah, a guy with uh, with dreams and yeah, Aww. teacher. Bright future look. I don't know. Yeah, done. So you guys like each other. It's a love fest already. (laughs) It's not just for the camera. (laughs) Well, okay. So you have this awesome brand and channel, and we're going to get into that. But now I want you to talk about yourself now and give me your background. How did you start playing tennis? Where are you at with your tennis right now? And I kind of have so many little sub questions. So we'll start from there. Grisha, you want to start it? Yeah, sure. I mean, I I feel like I'm going to answer for both of us because we're sort of in the same situation tennis-wise. Perfect. And basically playing uh, playing futures, uh, playing qualification of futures, which is basically sort of the first level of professional tournaments uh, where you can earn ITF and ATP points. Uh, I mean, we're almost at the level where we can pass qualifying uh, um, on, on a futures. But that's... Uh, that's I would say pretty high level, and the difference between playing quali and playing main draw is not that big, and it's mainly mental. But we're still stuck in that in the quali where you get almost almost nothing for playing, and you you spend you know the same amount of effort, money, and everything. So we're in a pretty in a pretty uncomfortable place, but you know it's it, it's part of it. And where are you from originally, and how did you even start playing tennis? Uh, I'm originally from Russia, and uh, yeah, I started playing here i'm actually in russia right now so i started playing here but i moved to spain at the age of uh 10 yeah i mean spain is probably one of the best countries to play to play tennis at you know we have we have quite a few good tennis players uh and yeah i started in russia but to like properly train and and actually dedicate myself to to tennis that happened in spain nice okay same question when it comes to (laughs) When I go to my background, when people ask me, like, where am I from? That's like my nightmare, that question, because <laughs> Grisha knows I don't know how to answer to that. Basically, you can almost choose a country and it will be right. Like, my mom is from Argentina. My dad is from Lebanon. I was born in Armenia and now I live in Spain. Wow. So I don't know what to answer. It's like, all right, you choose. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say the amount of questions we get when, when we say that Arig is Armenian and then when he plays tournaments, he ha- he plays under an Argentinian flag and everyone in the 
what do you mean? Wasn't Arig Armenian? <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. So yeah, and then well, in Argentina, in in Argentina, tennis is very uh, how do you say a, a very popular sport. Um, so like that's why I started because mainly because of let's say my family my from my mom's side everybody has been a fan of tennis they would always watch tennis not in a professional level but they would play uh, since they were little so yeah it was it was a natural thing for me to happen to end up here let's say nice so yeah that's it let's say <laughs> okay before I ask how you met but I'm kind of guessing there might have been like an academy meet crossover how old are you guys uh I'm 21. He's 22. Okay. And the story behind yeah. our our is actually very interesting because we were playing this national tournaments in Spain, Barcelona, and uh, that was when I just started sort of the professional dedicated uh, uh, tennis career. Okay, and I was playing those national tournaments, and I kept losing in like first, second, maybe third round of of those pretty you know starting level tournaments. And then my dad was scrolling through through the through the draws of those tournaments, and he was like, "Yeah, there's this dude <laughs> who is literally beating everyone six love, six love, <laughs> and getting final beating them like six one, six love." And he's from Armenia, and I'm like, "What? How? how? Like?" And he's like, "Your age?" I'm like, "No way!" <laughs> and so my dad sort of arranged uh, a meeting with uh, you know, so that we sort of play, and I see what the good players in Spain play. <laughs> nice. <And laughs> our story started you know because at the point he was like you know for me it was like oh <laughs> i mean i'm i'm i feel good that you talk stuff like this about me but i wasn't the god it was just at the moment like at my age i did pretty well let's say on the national tournaments but actually the story it's like um, that's how we met but after that maybe we didn't talk uh, like we never talk it was just like we would maybe sometimes uh, casually meet in some random tournaments and we would both act like the you know the most serious uh, people ever it was just like hi you know just uh, serious you know these tough guys you know just yeah. saying hi and yeah. that was it <laughs> then we found out that both of us were a bit you know crazy but <laughs> at first we thought we were like the serious guys and that's it at the age of, I think, 14 or so, <laughs> was about the same, just so you know. Was, <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is funny because I, yeah. uh, I can see it all like play out. Like You're super awkward at that age anyways, and then you're like, I don't know, is this guy like think he's better than me? Like, are we friends? Are we not friends? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest is history. Um, when did your channel start? And when did you like who like who was like, oh, this would be a great idea. <laughs> How did that start? That was uh, like a year and a half ago. OK, so like pandemic times. No, actually, no. The idea happened way, way before the pandemic. The initial idea was uh, was to create an academy. OK, okay? <laughs> I, was, I think that we should do it like create academy and we were actually and it was almost like starting pretty well because it was just, uh, just Arig and I we were actually five and you know it was a good start because you know it's it's easier to handle it and and the channel was sort of like a a, a side thing you know that was just for us and you know we post sometimes because we thought it was a you know a fun fun idea um but then the account didn't really happen because nobody else really wanted to dedicate their time into creating it and and, you know, just the two of us, it, it's a little bit hard to, to, you know, keep pulling that. So we just stayed with the with the channel. 
because we both we were you know really fired up and we really wanted to keep doing that so so yeah we were like all right we can sort of handle the youtube so let's 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 keep doing that and it ended up being a pretty pretty fun fun thing because you know our audience is is probably like the best audience ever in the world possible you know the amount of the amount of support they give us and you know sort of keep us going and and yeah it's just that that's kind of how it started but but yeah the idea was way before the pandemic it's just that we started recording videos and even before before we started the channels the channel we already had a few videos because we thought we're not going to be able to record edit and post and uh and, but yeah the actual channel started a year and a half ago or so Nice. And you do have some really great fans. They're super loyal and like, they're like, yeah. <laughs> they're your biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. Um, every, every, every time we read a comment, we question, do we really deserve, you know, like, take it, take it. As someone that's seen some not so nice sides comments on, on channels, that's just, it, that's so cool that you've kind of created this atmosphere and you're obviously creating content that people are like really excited to see and all of that. I have, I have so many questions, but I have to ask, um, because I know a lot of people are very invested in your channel and love watching your videos and you guys do an amazing job of giving like a full perspective but what kind of equipment are you using? All right, do you want to start with yours? Because I've been talking for some time now. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Uh, I'm currently using uh, when it comes to rackets. Is the head? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, sorry, 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 MP. sorry. I'm speaking specifically about video equipment. Oh no, then I'll take that. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, we're not there yet. Sorry. <laughs> uh uh, no, no, I, I understood, but right now I'm using a very bad phone and I didn't want to talk about that. Like my equipment, I didn't want it to like better talk about the racket. He's like, uh, my, I'm very pixelated. It's okay, we'll fix it in post. Um, no, but like you guys have drone shots and like all that. So talk to me about the video equipment. <laughs> so I was in geography, let's say, since I was like small, maybe, I, I don't know, 14 or so I started to get into you know video side of things that's why it's also it was a little easier for us to start because i already knew how to edit and how to film kind of you know and i had these most of the equipment we needed but um and we had like um like action cameras and then like dslrs and everything but right now most of the things that we shoot are shot from my phone nice <laughs> <laughs> the, the iphone because like it's it's totally enough for us you know? it's, it's very convenient versatile it has the front camera the rear camera and 4K 60 FPS, we're good, you know. Yeah. Apple doesn't uh, pay us, sadly, but <laughs> the iPhone does much better than all the professional equipment that you can find. Like, you know, it, it's true. Like that's why we and we're like, all right, for the price of an iPhone, let's say, yeah, um, yeah better. No. Yeah. <laughs> drone actually, it was funny. We got the drone way in the beginning of of the of the YouTube channel. We I don't think had any videos, and I'm like, we need a drone. <laughs> And I bought a drone for like, I think it was like 500 euros back then. And and the, the guys, they were like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but now it's cool because we take it everywhere. We sometimes film with it. And and it's it's a cool thing, you know, to sort of change up a little bit the shots sometimes. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Now we can move into tennis gear. That's fine. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. I actually am very curious to hear how you guys 
play test because if you talk to, let's say, someone in the top 100 on the WTA or the ATP, they are very like, I won't touch a racket until the season's over. And then they have what, like all of two weeks to demo and try new things. So you guys are obviously competing week after week after week, but you're also doing some really cool reviews on different rackets, like all kinds of different stuff from I mean, control rackets to spin rackets to power rackets, heavy, light, all of the above. So let's hear your current gear of choice. Now we can talk about rackets and strings. And then I want to hear about how you fit the playtesting in. All right, you go. Right. <laughs> so we already all had right, a sneak peek. All right. <laughs> all right. You will never guess, but I use a head speed MT. No way. <laughs> and previous generation. Yeah, yeah. Previous generation, and I added maybe no, it's 15 grams, uh, same balance, like uh, well, it's just 15 grams more. Um, if I have to talk about the fact that we like have to try new rackets, mm-hmm. which obviously is not a, the best thing because if you compete, like uh, it's, I mean, people try new rackets only when they're on like preseason, so we sometimes have to do this right before a a tournament so hopefully uh, my coach doesn't watch this uh, podcast because if he knows that i I play test and then go directly to a match it's not going to be the best <laughs> you know uh, look for you me but it, it's true like of course it's a yeah <laughs> of course it's a sacrifice like it's it's not the best uh, case scenario for us but well uh the other side we have fun we we create these videos and well it's it's not it's not that big of a deal you just get used to it and you know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, but I have to say that at first, I think that uh, my arm wasn't used to that. And when I was changing rackets all the time, sometimes I had, uh, you know, this thing called tennis elbow, you know, some some issues like this. But with time, it's like, I guess my body was like, all right, no, no other, no other way other than <laughs> doing what this Arik wants to do. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what, what's funny uh, the we because we just released well two weeks ago we released the the review of the battle your IRO 2023, and what was funny is that we did the review of that racket on the on uh, on the week of of tournament of futures that we played and play tested the day before we played the tournament, you know, so so that was kind of funny. I brought I brought two rackets with me, only two. Yeah, that's a very professional thing to do. To <laughs> Uh, and and they were both low intention, like it was horrible, you know, with the flights and everything. It was I get twenty six kilograms. I don't, I'm not sure how much that is in pounds, uh, but maybe it was like at twenty one, you know. And I couldn't play with my racket, and I'm like, okay, all right, give me give me the IRO. And so I I start playing <laughs> For me, honestly, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I know the pros. They're always like, yeah, I mean, I can only play with my racket, and if I don't play with my racket. I'm not that kind of, you know, I'm not at that kind of level, obviously, but I can play with a with a different racket and then switch back to mine pretty quickly. I, I, I feel the difference, but, you know, I can get used to it quick quick enough. Yeah, I know. That makes sense. Um, And I have to ask, are you guys, do you get rackets from anyone? Or, and what is your normal setup, Grisha? It's, uh, it's a head Gravity Pro. So are we it's... head sponsored players or are we just playing with no, what? We're... We're not sponsored. No, 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 we're not. Head, attention uh, yeah. head. Please we're contact. <laughs> Please contact them at Gladiators Tennis. <laughs> um, Mine is spec 130 grams with a leather grip. And uh, yeah, and I use the 
if that's important. Luxelen one thirty most of the time. Yes, I was going to ask you guys what strings you use, and if you string while you like, do you have a portable stringer that you take with you? Are you stringing, or are you paying for stringing? We do have Arig has a portable stringer. Arig, where did you get your portable <laughs> stringer? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. um it's not the cheapest thing ever, you know, the stringer. I have the pro stringer. So I, well, I got it from Grisha, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you, my friend. And, but, uh, well, it's it's not the latest model, let's say. Now it's maybe five years old or something like that. I don't know. No? Something like that, Grisha, maybe. So I told it to him, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, uh, one of the clamps, is it's not perfect also so i rely on my prayers when i string it's like i hope it's fine you know it's something like that <laughs> i hope you but, got it well, on sale the thing is that if you string yourself yeah <laughs> but if you string yourself it's like uh, at the end it's it's like you know you know which is the perfect uh, way to use the machine so for me it's absolutely fine <laughs> and of course in the tournaments well uh, it's 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 just uh, they're professional at stealing money when it comes to futures when they string your racket. No, but it's incredible. No, no, it's like I've, uh, now I'm yeah no, I'm depressed it, when I think of it. It's like sometimes it's sometimes it's like twenty euros or something like that. You know, it can be or twelve, but twelve is also not cheap. So you know, it's it's much better. No, I was, I, I'm glad to hear you say this. And we've talked about it even with pros that are in like the top 100, how much uh, stringing costs at tournaments, which is ridiculous. And we know some players on tour uh, travel. I know Marcos Giron travels with a portable stringer and he's restringing his rackets every night. And he's now top like 55 on the ATP. So I totally understand like that, like frustration and then even just the cost of everything, period, is <laughs> just like a lot. And then when you're traveling to tournament to tournament and hotels and coaching and tournament and food and laundry and yeah, it's, Every- it's crazy. <laughs> but the passion, the passion definitely shows um, maybe th- you can talk a little bit more about some of the other struggles that you guys deal with on the professional side of tennis. And we kind of talked about this before, Grisha, you came back on um, even playing tournaments together. How do you guys create your schedule? And if one person's doing better than the other, how do you play the same tournaments? Or do you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. I might repeat myself, but uh, the thing is that, uh, well, I told you that now at least we have the ITF points and stuff. So it's kind of our decision where we play <laughs> because before it was just, uh, you know, a question of luck. It was like, uh, like, oh, now I'm in, in I don't know, in, in a city in the other side of the world. But I should go there because I might not have another chance. You know, it was all the time something like this. Uh, so it was uh, one more issue that we had so like this at least we can play uh, close by tournaments because it's easier to get in um, but uh, yeah I don't know yeah, that's if you talk people who have that one magical one ATF point it used to be one ATP point you know the yeah. target one ATF point and, it, and it's actually like more important than the ATP because if you're if you're trying to get into a, a futures into an ITF pro uh, uh, tournament with your national ranking there's there's almost no way you're getting in, you know, it, because they changed the system. You could if you had a high enough national ranking, 
you could get with that, you know, and that that's kind of what my strategic sort of thing, like I was planning to only play national tournaments and then get into the futures and get the and get the ATP points. But now, um, since they've changed the system, I, I lost like two or three years of, of professional competing because I didn't have that ITF point and uh, I couldn't get any wild cards and uh, there was no way I could get, you know, I could get in. And just like not that long ago, I finally got that ITF point and now I can finally play all of the tournaments around us. Yeah, you guys, I was just looking at your YouTube and it looks like you started a new series on getting your second ATP points, <laughs> which is really cool. Points, <laughs> yeah. I, no, but like, do you remember? Okay, you might not because this might be an American thing, but do you remember Red Foo from LMFAO? You're also very young. Yes. Okay. <laughs> It's our hero. Okay, Marty <laughs> Rock, let's go. Um, he he was dating Vika for a minute, and like his goal in life, I don't know if it still is, but he's in California and down in LA. His goal in life was to get one ATP point, and so he'd like he'd enter all these tournaments in California, and like we're talking about like there's some good players out here, guys. Like, yeah, and so I don't think he's reached that that point yet but it's a struggle. So it made me laugh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I would, I would love, I would love to play a match against him. That's for sure. Absolutely. Like if, if he's still out there trying, I, I yeah, let's just do that. Red <laughs> shuffling, you know, instead of running, yeah. we would shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, yes. Yeah, so definitely a struggle. What is your current ranking? I have to ask. Where are our rankings right now? There are better things to talk about, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Our ranking is... <laughs> like, just the ability to get into the tournament. That's it, you know? And then I'll see, yeah. I, I get semis of the futures, then I'll start counting my ranking, you know? No, I love that. And yeah. But it's super interesting to have these conversations because um, I've mentioned this a lot. People that watch tennis on TV, like, assume that there's, like, only 100 players in the world. And it's crazy because I, you know, will interact with players and help send gear and stuff like that. And I'll, I'm always, like, kind of looking, like, okay, what's their WTA ranking? What's their ITF ranking? What tournaments are they playing? What's their win-loss look like? Like, it's more than just a number. And there can be someone that's ranked outside the top 500 and that doesn't mean they're not a good player they're still grinding they're still playing all these tournaments so it's it's a, got a good perspective it's just at, at at this at this level uh the ranking is not real very let's say real because first of all for example only by getting one point you jump way too much of uh, you know distance like uh now i have i think i have three itf points and now um, I'm around like 1,400, maybe something like that. But when I had one, I was 2,000, you know. So I mean, <laughs> that uh, it's it's about points at the end, you know. It's uh, uh, like I, I didn't I didn't get a thousand people better. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> just by winning <laughs> few matches. No, it's it's that's why it's not it's not that real, you know. Uh, that's why it's it's what Grisha was saying. Like the the plan is just to get to a point where it really says something about us. But uh, for now, it's just well, we're fighting there. I don't know. <laughs> 
No, that makes sense. And I mean, you guys, like I said, you're still young. Like most most American kids your age are still in college at this point, playing college tennis. And then like they won't even start this little ITF journey that like some people I'm mad props for you guys. <laughs> Keep grinding. Do you guys, though, set goals for yourself as whether it's how far you're making it into a tournament or where you're where you think you're going to be in the next six months to a year? Uh, I mean, it's it's a little bit hard to set goals because, you know, the goal is to be top. But, it, you know, that's that's just like the final goal. And then the intermediate goals are, are kind of hard to predict because, yeah, tennis, tennis is is a lot to do with, you know, you just being good at tennis, you being mentally strong and and all, all of that, but also luck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because uh, sometimes you can you can get a good draw. Sometimes you can get a bad draw, you know. And, and stuff like that. And uh, if you get a good draw, you can end up in semis. If you get a bad draw, you might lose in the first round of of, uh, of main draw or whatever. So it's it's a little bit hard for us to set goals. Also, um, you know, w- with, well, right now it's not as relevant, but the, the pandemic sort of uh, broke many plans that uh, that we've been, we've been setting up for us. Uh, but yeah. And also, you know, the financial aspect of, of traveling to tournaments, it's, it's not the cheapest thing uh, to play tennis, you know. Uh, if you want to go for a week, it's still a doable thing. But if you want to go for two or three weeks in a row, which is what makes the most sense, because that's when you get into the rhythm of playing and, and everything that that can cost quite a bit, depending on the country and, and stuff. So, you know, when, when we get when when we get the opportunity, we go for the tournament, you know, we, we try, you know, but we don't sort of set exact exact goals or exact, you know, stages because it's 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 kind of hard to do that for now. It might sound a bit too uh, like general or like too philosophical, let's say. But the main goal I think that we have is to gain confidence, basically, to as a player, you know. Because when you're so behind in the when you're playing qualies, and even though you like do a few good matches and you win few matches, but it still doesn't count as too much of a d- big deal. Uh, you're you don't feel that much of a you know. I'm I'm an established professional player, so the goal is to be in a place where you're like, all right, you know, I, I I've done something. I'm here, you know, so that's why I think, uh, yeah, something like that would be in my case at least, you know. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> and what about your channel? Do other players know about it or comment on it or like even scout you on your channel? Because <laughs> like I can. I was like watching some of the videos and, you know, you're very honest about your strengths, your weaknesses. <laughs> you show point play. Uh, Arik had a few a few moments where he was like, uh, he was on a tournament and someone would come up to him and be like, yo, I, do I know you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's awesome, though, right? I mean, or yeah. I would assume. No, no. Now, now it's it's a tradition. Like I, every time we go to a tournament, sometimes people, it was, I don't know, in... In Georgia, in the last tournament, somebody knew us also. But before that, I was in Portugal. And I don't know, a guy was like, uh, do I know you? And I said, like, of course, I play all these tournaments, man, for sure. You see me somewhere. And he's like, no, I've seen your videos doing uh, uh, old tennis players. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I don't know if to be proud. <laughs> so, that also might help with confidence, I think, because like, it's pretty cool that you have, like we've already talked about, your audience is definitely very uh, positive, which is great. So maybe we can build confidence with that too. And also, I don't think people 
who don't create content realize how much goes into what you guys actually put out. Like you're constantly filming, using different angles, making sure everything looks good. I'm sure. Like, tell me a little bit about like behind the scenes. Um, well, it, it, it sort of depends on the video and, uh, we kind of have it sort of established with the racket reviews because, you know, the format is already set and we know exactly what we need to film and we can film a racket review in a day in, 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 in a matter of, you know, a couple of hours and then editing, um, well, the first the first racket review that I edited, I probably did it in like I don't know, maybe four or five days, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but now uh, a racket review maybe takes me five to six hours to edit, which is it's, it's doable. Uh, but then if we if we do something like a travel vlog, like we did with uh, with the tournaments, the Gladiators on Tour series, um, that's that's a little more complicated because there's a lot more that goes into it. Also, when we forget to film something, we had this time we had to film from different you know parts of the world and sort of like put everything together and uh, and then the video is like almost half long that that takes a lot to edit you know that that i, I don't know maybe 18 hours in total maybe 20 i don't know but it, it's it, it's a lot yeah and then and then just coming up with the ideas for for something that is not a racket review also you know sometimes sometimes <laughs> takes a bit of time yeah but the str- <laughs> but the struggle is more about uh like we have a lot of ideas, but uh, we should kind of, I think, no, you, Grisha, will agree that we should grow a bit more to do some certain contents. So it's like, that's why uh, we, we do more racket reviews because that's what people search for, you know, they, they're interested in. So it's not that we have, I don't think that we have lack of ideas, <laughs> but it's that, uh, you know, for now we should do stuff that people engage with with their interested in tennis equipment and stuff so yeah right but you know when when it's a new idea you have the idea but you have to sort of you know put it into a certain format you know you got to figure out how to film it how to make it interesting how to not make it you know boring and and how do you guys decide which rackets you review or are they sent to you? Do you you don't decide how do you how do you pick because I saw some Dunlop racket reviews and obviously the pure arrow are are the brands reaching out to you? Is no, no, that's that's our friends from <laughs> Tennis Warehouse Europe. <laughs> they, no, no, yeah, Tennis Warehouse has been actually like carrying us for for I don't know for how long for almost most of the la- latest uh, racket reviews that we have. That's that's thanks to Tennis oh, nice. Warehouse, yeah. and really they they really, um, they really help us out because they you know they also don't say like okay you need to say this and that you need to thank us you need. No conditions at all. We can say whatever we want, and you know there there has been you know not 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 the best uh, not the best feedback on on certain rackets, and you know and we can do it, you know, which is which is good. Although some some people are like, yeah, since you've been getting help from Tennis Warehouse, your 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 grades have been going up. And we're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> they haven't. Like, no. absolutely the same. Yeah objectivity well it's funny um i actually didn't know the answer to that i didn't know if they were sending you stuff or not um i know you guys get or you are like an affiliate of tennis warehouse europe i knew that but so that's good to hear i love hearing that um and our europe team is awesome to work with i'm sure you guys i which also i should bring up you guys are superstars in that review when chris flew to europe to do the super review of the nike i still mess up the name of the shoe the nike zoom 
NXT, <laughs> the bouncy, the replacement of the GP Turbo. Um, and then I kind of did want to talk. Oh, what an experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How was that, it? That was, that was awesome. <laughs> was it fun? So, yeah. When we, when we got the, you know, and it was, it was like Tennis Warehouse, you were inviting you to, uh, we were like, whoa. <laughs> we acted cool, but we were like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We're like, okay, okay, this time we will accept. Yeah, but uh, inside we were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but inside we were celebrating like, like crazy. Oh, that's so cool. Um, maybe there'll be a few more in the next year or so. Just, just saying, maybe. What about shoes? What shoes are you guys wearing? Are you wearing whatever you can get? Whatever's the most durable? What shoes do you wear? Well, it's it's basically the best balance of price and durability. Yeah, right. <laughs> and <it's> we, inventory. <laughs> yeah, especially me. Arik, not so much. I go through hardcore shoes in a month. Mm. In yeah, that's like that's like a good time for me. Like for a that's a good lasting shoe, you know, because I get a hole immediately on the side of the shoe, and you can you can throw it away. What shoe is doing that for you? Or like, what's the most durable right now for you on hard courts? Our view, our listeners would love to know. <laughs> uh, right now, I actually, I'm playing with different shoes because here in Russia, I'm playing with some Babola shoes. I don't even know the name of it. And then in uh, in Barcelona, I have the Adidas. What was it, Arik? Barricade? No, not the Barricade. Uh, I think it's called Court Adi, Adi Zero or something like that. The Court. The Uber Sonic. I don't know. <laughs> I said I said a lot of names now. I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's just there's there's one type. Basic in uh, sorry eh, to interrupt, but I think Adidas makes uh, the best, uh, not expensive but decent shoes. Like for well, I don't want to talk too bad about some brands, but for example, with Nike, uh, you have to pay premium to get a good uh, shoe. On the other side, uh, for example, with with Asics, it's the same thing. Like there, they have their top three models that are incredible. But if you don't want to spend more than 120 euros for shoes that is going to last us maybe a month or two for Grisha maximum, so it's like I don't know if that makes sense, you know. So we uh, that's why I end up uh, instead of looking for the brand, I just, I'm like, you know, I like touching shoes. I, I try to feel as if it's strong or not, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So that's why uh, I'm not, I'm not consistent with any brand, but I think mainly Adidas does, uh, very, uh, decent shoes not for not an expensive price. Let's say it uh, is the shoe that I have right now. What is it? Sorry. Yeah. Say it again. Huh? What is it? Uh, it Adidas game court. Okay. Wow. So I love that you guys are talking about this and price points because we talk about price points all the time. And we always say, like, if you can afford the top, pay for it. Great. But you guys are literally like grinding every day on the court and you're not going to the top shoes. You're going to the price point that you can afford. I would absolutely love to go for an expensive shoe because I do feel the difference. Yeah. And like my feet are pretty sensitive to shoes and I would love to to play in you know those top-notch shoes but you know it's it's a pretty big investment if you go through them like this you know so you gotta you gotta settle with what you got so nice our audience is gonna love hearing that that's very relatable i think <laughs> yeah because i think it's not about having or not having the money 
you know it's it's not about if you have it or not it's it's just it's sometimes it's not that logical to spend that money like if you're a cat if you play once a week or something like that yeah buy a good one you know because you know it's gonna last for a long time and just enjoy the design the you know everything uh, but if if you know that you're gonna destroy them absolutely well then you know <laughs> Okay, I have a few more questions for you guys. Um, what have you tested this year that surprised you in a good or a bad way? Any rackets that like you weren't expecting to be good that were good or vice versa, you're expecting them to be good and they weren't good? All right, Google, I'll try to fix the lighting situation. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in my case, what surprised me, I normally play. It's not that I normally play with them because I used to play with... Uh, Maybe like four or five years ago, I used to play with uh, blades, uh, both uh, 18, uh, like 98, both uh, 16 by 19 and 1820. Like I had both of the models. Uh, but like in the latest yeah, years, I'm, I always use 100 in square, uh, like, you know, spin power rackets all the time, like 16 by 19. But then suddenly uh, we picked up the the, the latest uh, blade, eighteen by twenty, the ninety eight, and uh, that was you know you know I don't know I didn't want it to accept the fact that I like it, but I really liked it. It was it was great, and well, of course the design unconsciously helps you like stuff. You know, <laughs> you're like I want to like this because it looks good. <laughs> but anyway, like it, that was a good surprise, let's say. And I don't remember now a racket that disappointed me. There were rackets that I didn't like, but uh, to disappoint me, Grisha, your turn. Let me think. I'm not too fast at this. You go. I I play with like a control oriented racket, right? It's even though it's 100 inches squared, it's an 80 by 20, and it's loaded by control oriented. But the newest head speed MP, the one with the exotic, mm -hmm. surprised me a lot because I don't really like the head MP lineup even though I have played with it in the past uh, because it's it's not stable enough for my tennis. It's way too powerful, way too spin, and not what I like. Uh, but but with the new one, I don't know if it's the exotic. I'm assuming it's, it's because of that. But the feel is so much better, and the stability is just way better. You know, so it's, it's sort of like when people ask, should I upgrade from the previous Speed MP to the new one? I usually say yes. You know, because sometimes it's like I, I'm like, I mean, if your racket is still OK, it's not, you know, to to beat up or anything. Stick with yours. But here I'm like, yeah, yeah, go for it, because it's like it's an upgrade for sure. You know, these words from Grisha are indirectly. He's talking to me. I just <laughs> yeah, want you to know, because he wants to. <laughs> yeah, he's using this platform just just to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I've remembered uh, a racket that disappointed me. It was pure Aero VS. Like, I, it's not that I had the huge uh, expectations, but, you know, normally Aero's are rackets that I like, but the VS is like they made a very in between, like, hybridish something racket that is not good for. I mean, I didn't feel any advantage in anything. It's like very neutral ish thing. So, you know, I, yeah. Like a disappointment would be that one for sure. I can see that. I would understand that. But I'm going back to the speed MP upgrade. All right. Did you not like the new one or have you just not had an opportunity or are you like to stick with what you know? 
no i it's just i thought i said this way too many times that uh i kind of hate the fact that now we have this youtube channel because uh, i use more and more rackets and i understand how horrible my racket is before <laughs> it was, i i was very you know i was cool it was you like had a no idea racket. but then you start yeah. trying stuff yeah and uh, you're like no this one is better no but the other one is also better so like so the the latest version is very very good the uh, aesthetic how's it called the, uh, the oxidic the latest yeah. uh, racket is great yeah yeah but uh, the thing is that uh, uh, apart from that one i mean if i change my racket i would change it with something else i have few stuff in my mind that i'm about to try and stuff Stay Let's tuned. See, maybe Stay next tuned. year you see me a bit different. But, <laughs> there will, yeah, I'm sure there will be a video. <laughs> but but we're, we're still waiting to yeah. try a racket. Arik is gonna like less than the racket he's playing with right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, it, that's cool. And I'm sure, like for you guys, when you get the new stuff to try, it's very exciting. All you want to do is like get on the court and hit with it. Oh, depending on the thing, but especially if like good cosmetics, good on paper, you're like, yes, let's go play. Um, so I, I know the feeling, um, what else? I feel like you guys fit right in with like the, the tennis warehouse crew. Like we could just chat about like gear all day and funny tennis stories, but, um, I won't take up too much more of your time. Who do you guys look up to on tour favorite? Like, is there anyone on tour that you're like, okay, he motivates me or he or she, um, that's like what we're gunning for like who are you looking up to or no one <laughs> all right i go i go uh well i've always been roger fan now it's not his uh, best moment but like uh, roger has been always my example you know in everything to be honest sometimes it was a bad thing because like uh, he's he's always producing these perfection tennis moments matches and everything so you're like you try to try to do stuff that aren't very realistic. This happened to me when I was younger. You know, uh, the game style that I liked wasn't game style that I had to do. You know, mm -hmm. like I would go for this drop shot all the time, slice, serve, and volley and stuff, and it's it's not my profile. You know, uh, so he, Roger did good and bad, <laughs> but I love him. And then when it comes to people that. Uh, were a good example for me. Uh, for example, I was very happy to see Choric come back now uh, because, uh, well, I think that uh, he's one of these guys that is a very hard working, even in his technique. You see that he does everything very, uh, uh, very, I don't know, very well put together. Like as an example of what I could do better it's him you know something like that he doesn't do anything super talented like he's not a curious let's say you know but uh, he's a very good example as a human being as how you have to behave yourself on court and how he plays so yeah and then of course i have some other players that i would love to play like fonini mikirgios I mean, if i start well you can already imagine what i like <laughs> but, <laughs> what yeah. you like play uh, against from the top 100 it's like anyone you know right. i'd like to play with <laughs> yeah seriously oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. thinking about novak Djokovic. yeah right <laughs> no arik is not a big fan of 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 novak but nah. <laughs> for me he's the nah. you know the guy that i look up to let's say uh 
be, mainly because I like to think that I have a similar playing style. That <laughs> I, I, everyone tells me that I'm wrong. I'm 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 controlling myself. I'm I'm not laughing, Grisha. I'm, I'm controlling myself. I'm like I'm not laughing either. <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm Roger, you know. Yeah. About the same. I I know people like you. People call up Tennis Warehouse all the time and say, I play just like Djokovic. What record should I use? Nice. I good for you. I if only I could be as like flexible and bendy and fast as Djokovic too. Like, oh, that footwork, man. He's he's yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, Djokovic is the closest I think we've seen to a, like a perfect uh, when it comes to perfect like technique and stuff. I might not like him as well in many stuff. I don't want to go there, but uh, I, of course, no, tennis, tennistically, the guy is, uh, yeah, the most complete one. Everybody talks about that now. Oh, I love these debates. You guys should just like come hang out in our office because like right now when I go back to my desk, the US Open will be on and we like will have the mixed channel. So there's like six courts going and like we've all filled out our draws and like certain people will like just start talking trash depending on like because we all have our favorite players. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Who's my favorite? Well, of course, Roger, obviously. But now I feel like I'm like on the I'm the old side of tennis right now. So I'm like, ooh, people like we can't. I don't know. Anyways, he's he's going to last forever because he's Roger. But absolutely. (laughs) um, I tend to like players with like a lot of personality and flair. So uh, like Stefano Sissipas, I kind of hope he does well this U.S. Open. Um, I'm really hoping that Coco Goff on the the women's side um, does well. Who else? I so I used to love Alex Dokopolov just because he was so Opa. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like I just like like very like personality. I go for a personality. It doesn't have yeah. to look good. It doesn't I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. We've got some good Americans right now in, in tennis, Tommy Paul and yeah. So there is it'll be it's always fun. I'm I'm happy that Freeze uh, kind of had this growing moment suddenly. Yeah, you know, right. I don't know. Uh, I always liked his forehand, you know, very like, I don't know, ac- uh, fast accelerating and stuff. But that's why I'm happy to see him, for example, getting better and better. So. Yeah, yeah. No, and he's still quite young, too. He had so much success, I feel like, early. And then he kind of like had his plateau and yeah. now he's back up. So talking about young players, what Alcaraz doing? Can someone explain, please? I'm not understanding that human being at all. <laughs> Who is this? Alcaraz. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But then also like FAA and I don't know. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah, there's so no, many. No, Alcaraz makes you feel bad about yourself because you might think like, all right, I'm fast on court. Then you see him and I'm like, all right, I'm a turtle. Okay, I'm strong. No, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's too funny. Does he still train in Spain too, Alcaraz? I think I so. I think so, but so. <laughs> you got to go infiltrate. <laughs> ne- they never invited us barring or for some reason. Not sure why. Why not? <laughs> not sure why. They feel they feel like they don't have our level. I think that's the that's Chris. Give, give him a few years. Fine, you're at our level. We will accept. Just just letting exactly. that. All right. <laughs> 
Okay, last two things <laughs> before we completely go off the rails. Um, do you guys do any specific like dietary restrictions? We're talking about some of these players, and some of them have become plant based, and it's not that easy to eat that way. At ter- <laughs> yes, that's my favorite. Yes, okay, okay, Milka, we're looking for a sponsorship. <laughs> that's a good start, right? <laughs> Balance. Uh, I've been to some diet diet. What is the person called who creates nutritionist? Nutrition. Oh, okay. <laughs> several nutritionists or dietitian. They, yeah, that's the word I was looking dietitian. for. Dietitian. And they planned several diets for me. Neither of them worked because I I saw no point following that because I I felt absolutely no difference. And maybe that's because we're not playing five hour long matches of five sets. Maybe, but just eating whatever my body tells me to eat works fine for me to play a three and a half hours long match let's just say maybe i'm not gonna get to the five hours but three and a half with my diet i'm fine so i'm not i'm not following any any diet i'm not eating bad you know i'm not eating junk food i try to eat healthy but i'm not following any specific diet on calories and and carbs and proteins and and stuff like that yeah that's why i think uh, when we say we don't have a diet uh uh, people get this wrong idea, but uh, we're for sure eating much healthier than the majority of people that don't do like you know yeah. this level of sport. I don't know. Right. Like, no, that makes yeah. sense. Maybe I don't have a scheduled gram to gram, you know, written meal, but I always try to have my carbs, like protein, and then you know we eat well for sure. And, and yeah, you saw that sometimes I enjoy maybe some chocolate. So, balance yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> and uh, i i had it i did it also like a dietitian you said yeah. <laughs> dietitian, I, yeah. I went to profession yeah and they did me uh, like a diet uh, but uh, i think it does work because it's more mental i'm not sure if uh, you really feel the difference you know physically but the fact it's like training well no it's like uh, if you're there every day giving your all the uh, let's say it's like you you feel like you're healthier so only that uh, the fact that you know that you're giving the effort makes you feel better for me it's something like that yes i love it um where are you guys going in the next six months what's on your calendar to finish out the year (laughs) well i'm about to go to tunisia monastir is a place where they well it's like the resort is made only for itfs almost it's like the whole year so it's like whenever you want, almost there's uh, futures. The level used to be not that high. Now it's getting higher and higher because, well, a lot of Europeans, you know, like Spanish players and stuff are going there. Or because of COVID, uh, a lot of uh, people from South America or, for example, a lot of Argentinians would uh, like once they do a travel, you know, once they do that long traveling, uh, they would stay there for very long time and Argentina or Brazil has some good tennis so the level basically got a bit higher there but well basically for now I have planned to play in in Monastir Tunisia and then uh, there are a few tournaments uh, around Europe like Spain and Portugal so I'm going to be around here I'm not planning to travel so far so I'm just going to play the tournament in Europe I'm not signing into any tournaments because you know if you miss the deadlines you get fines, and that's not the most uh, beautiful thing to see when you go on your iPin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I into tournaments that are gonna go 
almost for sure. And and sometimes Arik is like, uh, calls me a week before a tournament. And he's like, hey, uh, Grisha, I'm going to that tournament. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll sign in as well. And the deadlines are passed. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, I'll play I'll play the the tournament in Europe. Not sure which ones yet. There's Italy, Greece. There's uh, Spain. Probably the ones in Spain. Uh, but I don't have a concrete plan yet. Maybe he's being strategic and he's like, "Ooh, if he doesn't get in, I can win it." That's my plan. Please don't. Sorry. Shh, shh. <laughs> have you guys played each other at all recently in a tournament? Have you come across each other in the draw? Not not recently, and we don't like to talk about playing against each other ever because we we are both no. scared of losing. We don't know who's going to win, <laughs> but we try. <laughs> We're all very competitive, so I don't know. We'll leave that there. Okay, yeah. where can people find your content? Where can they follow you? Uh, plug yourselves. <laughs> uh, we have a YouTube channel called Gladiators Tennis. It's just like that. And uh, then we have an Instagram that's, guess what? Also called Gladiators Tennis. And my personal account, in case you want to follow on Instagram, Grisha Cooklin and Arix is, is your nickname still the same? Because he keeps changing it for some reason. Is it still Arix Stepanian? Yes, yes, it's Alex Stefania. Yes, it's yeah, it's yes. By the time this airs, it might have changed, but we'll put all of the links in the show notes so anyone can click and follow. No, I I, tr I try to change, but to be original, but uh, it's not always too successful. So I'm like back to back to reality, back to Alex Stefania. Uh, yeah. He changes it back to Alex Stefania. <laughs> and it's not like Roger Federer <laughs> for life at like three, two, one, or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Roger for life. Roger for life. Uh, or perfect, yeah. both the RF spelled with capitals. Anyways, um, those are yeah. my accounts. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, this was obviously very hard thank for us you. to coordinate based on your schedule, my schedule. So I really appreciate you taking the time on your break from competing and traveling and doing all that and i'm going to make sure that our friends in europe keep sending you cool stuff to review because your content is awesome thank you very much for inviting of course okay. and we'll have to like do a it was a pleasure oh yay i was gonna say we'll have to keep checking in and like when you get the third point third yeah. fourth fifth we'll just do like check-ins every time you get more points and, right. and like when Areg right. decides to switch to the new speed MP. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting.